This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Drive the Lane. We are back with a gimongous, humongous, ginormous, fantastic episode. Took a week off just to bring you this incredible episode. We also took a week off because we knew that the Browns and the Bears were going to, you know, get things straightened out. We'd see where they were. So, of course, we talked some Browns and Bears. Talk a little college football, our new playoff predictions, because see you later, Oklahoma. And, of course, we talk a little golf, because Joey loves golf. We give our dream foursomes. You know, this is really, really a mix of everything. This is like a Sports Center episode. We got it all, and then we got an interview with Jack Fox, the punter for the Detroit Lions, who was most recently the SC, the special teams player of the month for the NFC, or for the whole NFL, for the whole NFC, special teams player of the month. Before we get to all that, little, little, little sponsorship action, all right? You know, got to talk about Manscaped. Huge news. We've partnered with Manscaped. Everyone's got that story from when you're trying to trim your balls and you cut them, you know, and it sucks. It really, it really sucks. But thankfully, thanks to Manscaped, that problem is gone. They've redesigned the electric trimmer, all right? The Manscaped engineering team has perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, all right? LED light, 90-minute battery, cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. This is the premium, premium. Joey, is it premium? Very premium. The premium, premium electric trimmer. Joey, we're going to save everyone some money too, aren't we? Uh, yeah, because that's what we do here at Drive Line. If you use code OSU20, they'll get you 20% off uh, your first Manscaped purchase. In my opinion, I would go after um, the whole kit. Um, you know, might as well get a little shirt. Might as well get some undies. Might as well get the lawnmower 3.0. Might as well get the get the the ball deodorant. Might as well get the uh, what else is in there, Andrew? I mean, there's just I got just it all. I got it all right here. All right, we got the trimmer, which is great. I would take a little off my face right now, but I don't want to uh, don't want to do that yet. I got the the ball toner. All right, which I mean, I don't, I don't personally don't need that, but it's only going to get better from uh, from Manscaped. Got a ton of balls. Got a ton of balls. Then we got the ball deodorant right here. And you know, the reason we're really going on and on about this product is not because it's awesome, not because it's funny, but because it's the best product in the whole goddamn world. Trust me, it's legit. We've got the trimmer right here as I just showed you. It's legit. Your balls will thank you. Jack Fox, Jack Fox the punter, his balls will thank you. And by that, I mean his footballs that he punts. The, the ultimate tagline in the history of slogans is your balls will thank you because that is the truest statement. Your balls will literally, Andrew, what kind of sound, what, what, what will they say to you? Give me a little impression of your balls thanking you. They'll say, <laughs> they'll say hey, Andrew, thanks for that nice trimming and uh, thanks for putting the deodorant toner on because now we feel great and thank you. I don't know why they're, uh... <laughs> yeah, go Tigers. So, I mean, it really is a match made in heaven, us being with Manscaped because it's the type of, you know, sponsor we've been looking for, for, for over a year, but it's not our only sponsor because we also got to talk about Todd Pennington from revolution mortgage. All right. The proud sponsor of the drive lane podcast. If you're looking to refinance into a competitive low rate or cash out for debt consolidation or even home improvements. Now's the time with historically low rates. 
And Todd should also be your go-to guy if you're looking to purchase a new home or get out of renting. Seriously, call Todd Pennington at 614-390-9520 or visit revolutionmortgage.com slash tpennington for more info. Revolution Mortgage is an equal housing lender, NMLS ID 1686046. Just a little sponsorship wrap-up. Manscaped.com, OSU20 for 20% off and free shipping. RevolutionMortgage.com slash tpennington. Take care of all your home needs. Now we're going to get to the show, though. And I'm going to let Joey kind of explain this segment because I just talked for about three and a half minutes straight. And I feel like I might pass out. So, go take it away. The golf segment. So, here's how the episode shapes out. We're going to talk some golf foursomes, some dream golf foursomes. We're going to talk, like Andrew said, we're going to talk some college football, some NFL. And I think you should probably stay till the end for the segment after the interview where we'll touch a little bit on the NBA Finals because that's something we have to do. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe we don't talk about LeBron looking like a little tiny boy as he walked off the court with time on the clock. Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. Anyway, big LeBron. Respect. All respect to LeBron, though. Um, anyway, dream golf foursome. If you're a golf fanatic like myself, this is something you think about all the time. Um, who, if someone said, you can play at Augusta and you can bring anyone you want, who would you bring? Now, the caveat that we've kind of decided is no family members um, to make it a little bit more interesting because, um, Dad, if you're listening, I would definitely bring you with. You would be in the foursome. But for, for this segment, no family allowed. It gives us the ability to be yourself and three others. Now, what goes into those three others? We also narrowed that down by saying you can have one athlete, one celebrity, and then – someone of your choice for the third. It could be not a family member, but it could be a celebrity. It could be another athlete, whatever. Um, Athletes are celebrities. Celebrities could be athletes at some time, but that's for us to decide. So um, without further ado, Andrew, you want to uh, name your athlete that you have in your foursome? Yeah. So I'm obviously the first of the four, but my athlete. So the athlete in your foursome. So – I was doing some thinking and I was thinking, do I want like a good golfer or do I want someone that I'm really going to want to hang out and talk with the whole time? And I decided on the second, the latter. So if he's walking off the court early to get to our match, then I'm fine with it because I'm taking LeBron as, as my first athlete. That's who I would like to golf with. He's my favorite basketball player of all time, favorite athlete of all time. How could you not choose him? How could you not be not a golfer? You think he can make it 18 holes and having fun and stuff? I'm terrible. I rather I, I don't want to slow you know a good golfer down. I'd rather ride in the cart with, with LeBron. Ride in the cart with LeBron. Maybe we take a couple holes off and shotgun some white claws instead of teeing off. Wine. You guys are going to be having wine. Shotgun some wine. So so uh, yeah, my first pick's LeBron. What about you? Um, my athlete is the actually it's actually the reverse of yours. Uh, I'm. I'm going to take an, the ultimate golfer in the history of golf, Tiger Woods. Um, he is, without a doubt, my favorite golfer of all time and definitely in my top probably three athletes of all time. Strictly, obviously, he's got his off-the-course off the troubles, right? But in terms of greatness, he is at the pinnacle of his sport. And when he his greatness is rivaled with any other athlete's greatness in history, obviously, we're playing his sport. I want him to be in my foursome for, for more reasons than just the fact that he's a great golfer. I mean, like it'd be, I mean, I love golf. He's my favorite athlete. It's just all things considered. I wear 
all of his stuff. Like I literally have a shirt, right? Is it, do I have it here? <laughs> I literally have a shirt that says I am Tiger Woods. It's a Nike shirt that says I am Tiger Woods. So, Wouldn't that be weird if you wore that with him now? Yeah, he would be like, wait a second. I think I'm Tiger Woods. Yeah, that's my first guy though. For, I mean, I literally, we have my closet is Tiger Woods golf stuff. All right, who is your celebrity? So my theme is that all these guys are golfers. Um, they, they have no, they notably have been seen playing, whether it's in charity events or whatever they have, they're known to be able to golf where it would be a competitive fun round. Um, obviously Tiger would, that's not fair. He would probably be my partner considering the Forza. But anyway, my celebrity is uh, the 44th president of the United States, Mr. President himself, my president, Barack Obama. Um, little lefty mix it up i like that he's a chicago guy we talk chicago sports um and i mean who doesn't want to have a conversation with barack obama just in general and the golf course is made for elite conversations so the combination of chicago guy a guy who i i mean if this was spun in a way of like who do you want to have dinner with a dinner guest like he might be number one on my dinner guest list so um tiger or tiger woods barack obama those are the that's the athlete celebrity combo that uh, I'm going with. I feel like I'm, I'm, I, I'm doing this incorrectly because I'm kind of taking the dinner approach. But the reason is that, you know, I'm not a very good golfer. So if I'm taking people that are really determined to, like, have a good round, play well, you know, are going to be annoyed if you're, like, not following every rule to a T – you know, then I don't know if I'm going to love it. So I'm going to pick someone that I know is going to be amazingly dressed on the course. All right. If there's a group of, uh, you know, attractive women riding by, they're going to be making a, a quick appearance at, at our golf cart as well. All right. And this is a man. This is a man that can play many parts. And one of them just may be a golfer. And that man, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. Leonardo. <laughs> Adam Sandler would have been funny, but Leonardo DiCaprio. All right. That would be very cool. As I said, he would dress very well. He would probably have very stylish you know, golf clothes. He kind of looks like Jordan Spieth a little bit. So. I, maybe I'm just envisioning. He looks nothing like Speed. They look a little bit alike. When Speed does the stash, they look a little bit alike. He takes off his hat, they look nothing alike. Jordan Speed doesn't have hair, bro. Well, but he's going to be wearing the hat on the course. So I'm talking about what he's going to look like on the course. He definitely wears like like the fedora, not the fedora type hat, but like you know, like the Bryson DeChambeau hat. He definitely wears that. Yeah, like he he is going to be calm, cool, and collected. He might shoot like. He, he might shoot like a 160, but he's going to be talking your ear off and being very cool. So that's why I'm taking Leonardo DiCaprio. And for all we know, he might have like his own private course where he goes and he's amazing and he's just not public about it. Yeah, I, you obviously are taking the approach of what three guys would you like to hang out with? You know, that's the approach, which I respect. There's different ways to go about this. Um, obviously, me liking golf more than you probably plays a major role in that. Um, but I respect I got a question before we finish that is about what you're saying. Yeah. Your three best friends in the whole world, okay, 
are not nearly as good at golf as your fourth through sixth best friends. They both text you and say, we need a fourth. What group are you going with? Uh, depends where we're playing. Same course. <laughs> That's not fair because, like, my three best friends, like, don't golf. Like, they, they, would, they would be like, That's fine. Go with the other guys. So I'll go with the other guys. All right. Fair enough. All right. Should I get my third or do you want your third? Um, uh, you go do, do your third. Okay. So this one can now just be anything. It can be a celebrity or an athlete. Miscellaneous. You cut out. What did you say? Miscellaneous. It could be whatever you want. Are you, I, dude, we knew we were doing this. Why are you thinking right now? Because my list is just a little screwed up because of, you know, I, I'm, I'm changing it from what I had, which was just like people I want to hang out with. So I think my final person, I don't think I would ever hear the end of it from you if I was going golfing with Leonardo DiCaprio and LeBron and we had an extra spot. So I'm bringing you as my fourth. God, what a cop out, boo! Bringing you as my fourth. Well, thank you. You need someone to win, to be the leader of the team. Very nice of you. I would graciously accept the spot, but the favor is not being returned. You will not be my fourth. Don't worry. I, I hope there's no hard feelings. My fourth is the greatest basketball player to ever grace the sport, Michael Jordan himself, um, because he would make it very, very interesting, if you know what I mean. And I would. Absolutely, 1,000%. The, the, the pairings would be Barack and Michael Jordan, which is crazy to say, and me and Tiger. And me and Tiger would take all of their money. All right, so your group would have, probably have a lot more chemistry, you know? Like, we probably play golf together already. Right? right, exactly. But my group, I would have you go with LeBron, and you could try to explain to him why you think he's not the <laughs> best player of all time. And you I would ride. You wouldn't go with LeBron, bro? I would want you to suffer through having to <laughs> no. But. We would have a lot to talk about between Ohio State and Ohio and all that. Like, and, and I respect the hell out of LeBron James. Like, let's get that straight. Like, if he is the short list of people, I've been very fortunate to meet some very famous, like well-known, whatever you want to call them, people in my life. I would be so unbelievably nervous to meet LeBron James still. He is one of the few people that I would be starstruck to me because he's incredible. He is one of the greatest players to ever live. He is the greatest player that I've ever seen. Um, I mean, like, without a doubt, like, I would not spend my time going, hey, bro, like, don't you think, like, maybe if you had more rings, you'd be more in the conversation? Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna say that to him. I would definitely, if we're having fun, I would say something like, yo, bro, does, does the Jordan, like, like, does that get to you? Do you care? He said that. He has, he has mentioned it before. But – I said this the other day, what I think is kind of, like, cool about, like, celebrities and guys like LeBron. Like, I feel like we would, even without the Ohio State stuff, have so much to talk to them about because we just know so much about these people's lives. If you're rappers, Nike, like, we would just be able to, yeah, shoot the shit with them forever, no doubt. All right, so those are, those are some good force. I got to ask you a question because you asked me, and this is a similar question. Would you rather play Augusta with your best friends or your local – Muni, you know, Sunset Valley maybe, with Tiger, Rory, and, like, Brooks Koepka. Mm. I'd probably – I don't know. Augusta with my friends would be – oh, man, that's a hard question. <laughs> um, 
Is it free? Yeah, both free. Oh, man. I think my friends would understand, and I would have to go, like, ride in a cart with Tiger for four hours. I think, uh, I, think I agree. I, that is literally the hardest question, I think, on the face of the earth. If it was presented to me, no way I would turn down going to Augusta. But since it's just like a thing and it's just a concept and just a question, I'll go with the pros because that's, that's really a once-in-a-lifetime. Augusta might not literally be a once-in-a-lifetime, right? Because shit yeah. could happen. If it, was, if it was like, would you rather play pickup at your local gym with LeBron or like play on the Bulls court with your friends, like – that answers out. Like golf is the only question where that like actually works because it's an individual sport. I played on the Bulls court with my friends before. So right, it's different. And I, played, actually, I played on the Bucks court. It's not a, not a big deal. We beat Illinois. Not a big deal. We won. I played. I didn't. I think I had a negative plus minus in that game, but we won. I didn't have my shooting shirt on during warmups in the second half. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> that is pretty crazy. Anyway. All right, let's move on. College football. Real briefly, we're going we're gonna to grace through it because we promise that college football content is coming come October. And who cares about college football if Ohio State's not playing? Right. Who cares? Exactly. But Oklahoma lost, so there's some good games this weekend. Updated playoff for me. Florida, the winner of Clemson-Miami this weekend. Oh, okay. Um, Ohio State, and then I don't know. I'm leaving the I'm leaving the fourth one blank because I have no clue. We all know it's gonna be Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, and then that fourth spot's gonna be that second SEC team, and it sure looks like it's gonna be Florida. So there you go. I'll go chalk. I'm not afraid to go chalk. That's gonna be the They're gonna play but they're gonna play each other the la- like when when the last time two SEC teams got in, they didn't it wasn't after they played each other and one beat the other. No, that is what happened. Georgia and Alabama played, and then they both got in. No, Georgia beat Auburn, and, and Alabama was off. Okay. So that's why Alabama got in. So I just – I can't – because that's going to be the – because that's going to be the SEC championship, I just don't see Florida and – hopefully the SEC championship. You see, I, I think Alabama is – they're going to win out. They look like a wagon. But I think, like, Florida could slip up. I mean – and then they end up making it – and then they – but the problem is then, you know, they would have two losses if they lost to Alabama, which I – but that's my – I'm going chalk, bro. It's going to be – like, they can't – they're well, – like, there's not going to be a team from the Big 12, maybe Oklahoma State. Apparently people are saying if they went out, they could be in it. So, great. Throw, throw them in there to lose by 100 to, to Ohio State. That's fine. All right. That's our college football talk. Moving on, we'll do a little NFL talk. All right. The Browns are amazing. I'm not sold on Baker Mayfield yet. Odell has more touchdowns this year than the Giants combined, so I love Odell. That's my Browns talk. I'm not going to get too excited, but I'm excited. Uh, thank God Odell played well because that just lights a fire under the Browns, like bandwagon and regular fans, right? They're like, oh, I knew Odell was the truth, bro. He was going to get it on track. Like, let's go. So I'm happy for that. Like I'm a, I am a Browns fan. I am a fan of the Browns. I have a lot of people that are close to the Browns. So therefore I don't like to see them lose. Um, or sometimes I do, you know, for the same reasons, but anyway, um, it's cool to see them playing well. It's cool to see them being the Cowboys. Who cares about the Cowboys? Um, it's, uh, it'll be interesting cause they might be in the toughest division, you know? I mean, like, 
The Steelers and the Ravens are really, really good. The Bengals, I mean, like, they stink, but, like, when you have a really good quarterback, like, anything could happen, right, in theory. And Joe Burrow has proved to be pretty darn good, I think, right? So, um, we'll see what happens with them. Uh, On the flip side, uh, my Bears – Before you get to your Bears, sorry, just because I don't want to go back to this. I think for the Browns to really have a chance – the Steelers need to slip up. If there's three teams up at the top of the division, like they're going to beat each other up and the Browns are like – the Steelers need to be the team that fall out because the Ravens need to be more unstoppable and we already have a loss to the Ravens. I think if the Browns can somehow beat the Steelers twice and then they get a couple more losses, then I think that's the key to maybe winning the division and making the playoffs. Yeah, it's just it, – it, it's everything's got to happen perfectly for all three teams to get in, right, even though there's seven teams this year. Like, uh, it, the Stars have to align where they beat them, beat each other up, but not too much. Or the Ravens beat up everyone, but, but, but no one – but no one – you know what I mean? Like, the, the Browns and the Steelers can't beat the Ravens, and the Steelers beat the Browns and the Ravens. You know what I mean? Like, it can't work out that way, which is it, – it, it'll be interesting. I mean, the Browns have proven that, that talent-wise, like, they're worthy of making the playoffs, so we'll see what happens. That'd be pretty cool. Two, three and one since the since like first time since like what two thousand one, two thousand four. What is it? Definitely the first time since I like have coherent memory. <laughs> That's nuts. Oh man, go Browns, go Browns. Can I get a can I can I get a dog check from you? Dog check. How's that? It was good. Do they have fans in the stadium right now? Yeah, they just announced that it's up to 12,000. When are you going, bro? I don't know. I got to figure it out, but soon. Um, okay. Any more, any more Browns stuff to cover? Or are you good? The floor is yours for the worst 3-1 team ever. Who do they have next week? Sorry. Before. Well, they have the Colts, and you can listen to the Browns huddle featuring Young Mantis as they preview the Browns versus Colts game. It's awesome. Um, definitely we'll give that a listen. Um, all right, the Bears, the worst 3 and one team to ever exist. Yes. Um, how crazy would it have been if they put in, in Mitch when they would score three points for the first, through the first three quarters? Oh. You know what's crazy? I don't think Mitch is losing that game. Like, they – like – like Mitch scores twenty one points every game, bro. Like I, that's so dumb for me to. I'm this is so dumb. I'm not gonna do that. Um, Foles didn't look great. The Bears didn't look great. The defense was fine. It, we went up against one of the best, if not the best, defense in the entire NFL, and it showed that we could. There was nothing we could do. Couldn't move the football until the end when they weren't trying to stop us really. So um, it'll be interesting. My can't dwell on the past. Passes in the past. We're three and one. If you told me we were going to be three and one after four games, I'd take it, whether we look like shit or not. But um, huge test this week because the Bucks are coming to town. I'll be watching the game from Top Golf in Schaumburg, Illinois, with my cousin for his bachelor party. So um, shout out to Danny and Alex who will be married. Um, not when this episode comes out, but when the next episode comes out. Um, but we play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and um, Thursday night football. Nick Foles thrives on the big stage. So um, it'll be uh, 
it'll be interesting because there's an element of the fact that we're going to have to outscore them to win, right? Because they score a lot of points. So the defense has got to show up, but the Bucks have a great defense. Um, I don't feel great about it, but if they win or are really competitive, then I feel like we're in a good spot. Um, but so we'll see. Yeah. Andrew. Yeah. I'm raising my hand for those who can't see. Um, is it weird that everyone kind of just forgot that Foles like lost the job to Minshew last year? Yes. Yes. Is it weird that we're paying him as if he won the job against Minshew? Yes. Um, is it weird that Mitch is three and zero in the games that he started and Foles is own one in the games that he started? Yes. All weird. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, bro. We're going to be stuck in perpetual mediocrity for a long time. That's, that's just the truth. Nick Foles is like, like a coach that has one ring, you know, and can never be fired because that one ring. And yeah, that's a, big, that's a big part of my take, like saying that they always say. It's like, it's like there's a few things that keep you hired for longer than you should be. It's if you win a Super Bowl, like Doug Peterson – might not get fired this year, even though they stink because they won a Super Bowl. You might make it to next year, right? Um, or you drafted a quarterback and you did, and he, he isn't starting. So you're 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 nourishing him, right? And you you say, you know, no, but we gotta wait till we see how we do with him at the quarterback before you make a decision about my head coach future. So um, that's the other thing. And then injuries, obviously, it's like no, we couldn't play with our full potential. The squad was injured. Blah blah blah. That's the other way to buy some time. So, it'll be interesting. I don't know if the, the Bears fall into any of those categories. I don't know if Adam Gase is really our coach. Um, be cool to get the Chiefs offensive coordinator uh, as the coach. Oh, wait, we did that already once. <laughs> what? Adam Gase. Uh, Matt Nagy. Sorry. That's a Freudian slip. That shows what you think about Matt Nagy. No, it, they look the same to me. Oh, like um, right? like Leo and Speed. Yeah, like Leo and Speed. They look way more alike than Leo and Speed do. Oh, no. um, but maybe it's just because I watch a lot more golf. You know, you, know what I think? you know what I think? What do you think? I think when Speed has, like, the mustache and the really bright clothes, I think he looks like Leo playing Speed when he, like you, – you get what I'm saying by that? Yeah, he looks like – yeah, he looks like if Leo – Leo Leonardo DiCaprio was playing <laughs> was playing the biop of um, fucking speed. That's what it would look like. Yeah, <laughs> he'd be wearing a he'd be wearing his gray Under Armour shirt with a light blue hat, light blue pants, and and white shoes. All right, let's get to our interview. Jack Fox, awesome fun interview. Those are the kind of interviews we love to have. You know, like the lesser name people, but like low key shouldn't be lesser name because he's the best punter in the NFL right now. By the time the season ends, he will not be a lesser name, and he'll be one of the best guests on our track record. That's our prediction. We'll get to him right now. Manscaped.com, OSU 20. Join us now on Drive the Lane, Jack Fox, punter for the Lions, and most recently the NFC Special Teams Player of the Month. Jack, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm pumped to be here. 
Of course, we are uh, pumped to have you as well. You know, your journey is a little different than uh, most players' journey to the NFL. I think before we kind of get into this season and how everything's going, definitely want to hear your journey to where you are today. Yeah, man, it's been crazy. Um, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I've actually played football in high school. And uh, coming out of high school, I only had one offer. Uh, it was the Rice University in Houston, kind of a smaller school, but D1. And uh, I played there for four years. And then uh, after I was done there, I went to the Combine, like kind of hoped to get drafted. It didn't work out, and I got signed by the Chiefs um, as an undrafted free agent last year. So I did like uh, rookie minicamp, like tra- uh, preseason um, training camp, everything with the Chiefs last year. Um, was in a competition for the punting position. Ended up losing on the competition, didn't make it. Um, so I went home. I like was on my parents' couch for most of the season. I was on practice squad for like a week. Um, but, yeah, I was just in, uh, in St. Louis kind of hanging out. And I, I actually ended up getting drafted by the uh, XFL team from St. Louis. Um, I didn't end up playing, but I got drafted. So I thought I was going to play in the XFL for a while. And then I had a workout with uh, the Detroit Lions. And uh, I was on their practice squad for the last four weeks last, uh, last season. So, uh, yeah, it's been crazy, man. But uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I want to take a step back and just rewind for the for the world and the people who are listening who don't know, and then this definitely includes myself, what does a punting competition look like? Yeah, man, it's uh, it's interesting. You uh, Obviously, it's like a one-on-one thing. Like, I guess it's a little bit different depending on what the competition is, but like uh, both of them that I've had, we just get equal number of punts in practice. Say you have like a team punt set every day where you punt with the whole team. And uh, maybe there's eight punts for the team. So each guy gets four punts. So it's not a whole lot. It takes about like five minutes. So you, you wait all day to do your your five your four punts, take five minutes, and uh, then you go watch film. And if you suck, it's a bad day. And if you do good, it's a good day. So it's uh, it's pretty stressful. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Follow-up question, what makes a really good punt in this scenario? I think, like, people know, like, the buzzwords, right, like hang time and distance and blah, 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 you know. You get a – it takes a home team's bounce, you know, all that stuff. Can you just elaborate on what's the specifics? Because, I mean, we've had a punter on before. We've had Drew Christman, who, who's a punter at Ohio State. Like, uh, we kind of know, and the world kind of knows, but can you just elaborate on on the details? Yeah, man. Uh, I'll try to keep it kind of short and sweet. But, yeah, pretty much three things is distance, uh, hang time, and then location. So, like, we try to – you never really punt down the middle of the field, so we, we pick a location either right or left. And uh, you want it outside the numbers, ideally. So pretty much how we did it this year is um, you just want the best hang time you can get, the best distance you can get, and if it's outside the numbers. So if it's more – usually we did if it's more than 43 yards, more than like a 4-5 or five hang, and if you get it outside the numbers, you get a point. And it's uh, kind of it. It's, it's very interesting. It's, it's a cool scale. Before we move on to – Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's definitely something that nobody thinks about, so. Yeah. Before we get to this season, because you're having a remarkable season, I want to ask you this. You know, obviously the Chiefs are not St. Louis, but still Missouri, relatively close to home. Were you pretty upset when, one, you lost the competition, and then, two, all of a sudden you see the Chiefs are cutting their punter a year later? Yeah. Um, obviously, I wanted to win that competition. Like, they went on to win the Super Bowl, too. So that ended up being pretty bittersweet. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, all my friends from St. Louis are Chiefs fans now, so that would have been really cool to be a part of that. But like I said, man, just part of the journey. Yeah, I mean, it worked out. It yeah. worked out because, as I was saying, you're having you're having an incredible season. At some point, you were I, I think you still are leading leading the league in punts. And you know, as Joey was saying, we're not really 100 percent sure what goes into that leading the league in punt <laughs> score. Is it technically a bad thing to have the best punter in the NFL? Because that means you're on the field a lot. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't. I try not to think about if it's good or bad. I just go out there and punt the ball. So that's for uh, you guys to decide. So then. What is the feelings like? It's more prevalent in college where a punter might not literally might not punt once. Like it doesn't really happen in the NFL. In your opinion, is that are you ha are you happy when you don't have to do your job, or are you a little bit like, dang, I didn't get to get out there today. Don't even have to take a shower. Yeah. So yeah, I I would be more than happy if I didn't punt in the game because people forget. Like I'm the I'm the holder on field goals. I do kickoffs. So like. Ideally, I want to be busy, but busy with holding and kicking off. So, yeah, man, I, if we could go a game without punting, I'd be the happiest guy on the field. So, like Joey mentioned, co college is a little different. There's like 4,000 guys on the team. There's a bunch of punters, a bunch of special teams players. So, you know, you're kind of secluded a lot. Being in the NFL, are there a lot of non-special teams players that you've been able to kind of hang out with? Yeah, a little bit. Um, it's definitely like a, it's definitely like tight knit in the locker room just because we have like 55 guys. Like we don't have that many guys. Um, but kind of like another, uh, like the first part of your question, this is a weird year with COVID. Like we have more guys on the practice squad. So we have like a, an extra punter on the roster. We have an extra snapper. So it's actually a lot like college in that regard. Like we have five, six specialists on the team right now. So let me ask you, because I'm just, if you can't tell, I'm interested about the intricacies of it. I, I took a, a class in college called coaching football where we had a special teams unit and we had the special team coach come in and tell us about snap to hold and hang time and, and all that good stuff. And I probably could find my notes and see if the numbers make any sense to translate to the NFL or whatever. But anyway, um, got to ask, what's your favorite type of punt? You know, do you like the rugby style punt? Do you like the pooch punt? You know, I'm look at all my knowledge. I got a ton of knowledge. What's yeah, your, you got it, man. <laughs> Um, dude, I like the spiral punts. Those are the Got ones you. where you hit it as far as you can, as high as you can. Dude, that's what you want to be good at. And, uh, yeah, so, like, a backed-up punt where we're, where we're snapping the ball from, like, the five-yard line. I'm in the back of the end zone. Like, just punt the ball as far as I can. That's kind of – that's my favorite punt for sure. It's like the home run punt almost. Yeah. Yeah, wait, well, what about if you're trying, to, you're trying to pin them inside the five or whatever, right? Do you – would you are you more satisfied if you punt it so high that your gunner can run under it and just catch it at the one, or do you like it when it bounces a couple times and stops right at the one? No, nah, I want him to catch it, man. It's it's <laughs> about a fifty it's about a fifty fifty shot if it bounces forward or backwards. So yeah, man, I want him to catch the ball. So if you weren't punting for field position, you just got out there and you were like, I'm kicking this fucking thing as far as I can. Legitimately, like, you're not worried about hang time or any of that. How far do you think you, you could punt it? Man, I don't know. Um, I like, like, 65 or 70 yards, like, including, like, the line of scrimmage. Like, so you add 15 yards to that. Um, yeah, I, I, could, I could hit, like, a 70-yard punt if I'm really just, like, swinging for it. The problem is if you swing for, like, a 70-yard punt, there's a chance you hit, like, a 20-yard punt. So, like, if you gave me, like, five tries, I might hit two, like, 65, 70-yard punts, but three of them might be, like, freaking, like, 30 yards. 
like a long drive competition. You just yeah, exactly. Yeah, they they get like five shots and they hit like one down the middle, like four hundred yards, and they win the whole thing. It's a lot like that. You should. You know what you need to do? We're gonna be your social media team real quick. You got to do a video where you punt it far, like far, and you can. We'll set up the camera angle so it looks like it's farther than it is, and you run under and catch it. Show your athleticism, your speech, just show how versatile you are, because. That would be so – I mean, we see the videos of guys throwing it. Like, anyone can throw it. But to kick it and then catch it would be insane. Or maybe like try – I've never tried it. I'll do it and I'll send it to you. So, right, good. we kind of have a joke that whenever anyone comes on our show, good, thing, good things happen to them after. It's the drive the lane bump. Are you going to be a pro <laughs> bowler because of coming on the show, yes or no? Man, I hope so. I owe you guys some money if the bump's real. Is there a pro bowl this year or no? I'm I'm the wrong guy to ask, man. That's, well, that's so far from what my from what I'm thinking about. <laughs> I guess I guess that's fair. That's probably most players kind of like bottom thing, what's on their mind. So technically, you're a rookie, even though you have been around for a year on on practice squads and stuff like that. We've seen Joe Burrow get absolutely destroyed so far this year in, in the backfield, kind of as his like welcome to the NFL moment. For you as a punter, have you had that moment yet? Yeah, you said, uh, Joe, you said you're a Bears fan, right? I, I am a Bears fan, yeah. Yeah, so we played the Bears the first game of the year. In the, like, we were, I do kickoffs too, so we are just trying to kick the ball through the end zone. Like, we don't want to touch Cordero Patterson if we don't have to. And uh, But my last kickoff was probably, like, halfway through the end zone. He caught it with a running start, and, like, a hole opened up. He came down the sideline, and I see Cordero Patterson coming at me. And I, I tried to make a tackle. I just thought I ended up grabbing his legs. But that dude is huge, and he's so fast, and he's so hard to tackle. That was definitely my, like, welcome to the NFL moment. Do you have a tackle? Yeah, that's my only tackle. Oh, so you – I ended up tackling him. Yeah, it's like grabbed his legs oh. and, like, held onto his foot. Oh, let's go. All right. That's, that's – yeah. hey, I'm good with that. I'd rather see – trust me. I think – I don't care. My Bears fandom is not so much that I wouldn't like to see a punter – tackle someone like that's just trumps everything i don't know andrew if you feel the same way i'm uh, uh, it's not it's not pretty man definitely as not being a bears fan i love seeing jack you know get that tackle but um on instagram when the lions the lions instagram a picture of you i'm sure you saw this the lions instagram a picture of you and, and adrian peterson ap commented like that's my guy or something like that is that the coolest thing that's ever happened to you yeah, that was awesome, man. AP's so cool. Like, like obviously, he, he joined our team, like, after training camp right when the season started. And I mean, he's a legend. Like, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. But he's, like, the most down-to-earth guy, like, completely normal, like, easy to talk to. He's, he's like, a really, really cool guy. What other locker room – it might be even different this year. Like, what are some special scenario stories maybe from this year versus – um, you know, maybe a tip, even in college for you, just a different year. Is there anything just super interesting and, and noteworthy to, to kind of share with the world right now? I, I really have nothing like funny or like no good stories, but it's just weird. Like we have, everybody has to be like six feet apart, obviously. So we have big uh, like plastic barriers in between each locker. Like there's a, like our lockers aren't even next to another player. There has to be an open locker in between every two guys. So it's been really weird. Like, I'm sure someone's ran into the plastic barrier and it was really funny, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, but, yeah, man, it, it's, uh, it's definitely weird. So 
It's also, this next question is a little weird, and I'm, I'm kind of asking it because you were on the practice squad last year, so you've been in Detroit, you know, you're, I've, uh, I've partied with you in Columbia, we've hung out, we had a good time. <laughs> Curious what the Detroit party scene looks like right now with COVID, and then just in general when you were there last year. With COVID. <laughs> That's a hell of a question, man. Putting me on the spot with this COVID stuff. Um, so obviously, like, this season, I haven't done anything. Good answer. Good and answer. I would get fined a lot of money if I went out and did something during COVID. So I don't. I haven't done anything. Um, and uh, last year, man, I didn't do a whole lot either. To be honest with you, I've been pretty boring, man. But uh, yeah, there's like some good uh, like downtown spots, and I got some casinos here, which obviously we can't go to during COVID. But uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun. Who are your best friends on the team? <laughs> Ooh, Matt, my boy Matt Prater. He's my best friend. I, uh, I, he obviously is a kicker and, uh, this summer I came up and stayed at his house. I lived in his basement for like two months this summer. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a very NFL record holder. Not a big deal. Yeah, man. He's a stud. It seems like the lions have the best punter in the league, the best kicker in the league, the best active running back. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, He's probably not the best in the league right now, but he's the best all-time active running back of all the active running backs. All right. Great offense. Solid defense. The wins aren't coming, though. Can we get a little, can we get a little prediction from you guys? Like, where, where, where are we going to finish the season? I think we're going to win a lot of games this year. Obviously, we're really disappointed being one and three, but like we had, like we were saying, man, like we have all the pieces. Um, we have a good locker room. Like, we have guys that, like, want to win, want to work. And uh, I think it's going to come together. We've had leads in every game. We've just got we to finish the game. So, I'm, uh, I'm still really confident that uh, we're going to end the season the right way. Bring, I got to bring it back to Detroit again, the city, mm-hmm. not necessarily the sports teams or anything. Um, we're Chicago guys, me and Andrew. We have our Chicago pizza. Apparently, Detroit has their own type of pizza that never gets talked about. Um, are you a fan? I think it's like thick, like what's it like thick crust? Like I don't even. It's so like you're laughing, like it's just really relevant. It's like, uh, dude, it's like the opposite of like the pizza that I like. So I'm a little bit biased, but it's like thick crust, but it's like cut into like six pieces. It's uh, shoot, I don't know. It has like a weird crust too, man. I'm I don't know if you guys know Emos. Obviously, did you go to Mizzou, Joey? Or are you Ohio State guy? Hell no, I didn't go to Mizzou. Sorry. <laughs> All right, well, Andrew, you went to Mizzou. Huh? <laughs> So, you know Emo's. Like, I'm an Emo's guy. I like thin crust pizza. I like it crunchy. I like uh, some bacon pepperoni on Emo's pizza. Like, that's the best thing in the world. That's not what Detroit style is. So, it's not really my style. But, hey, I, gotta, I probably should try it again. Joey, in case you're, in case you're curious what Emo's is, imagine don't like, call it. A, don't call it a cracker. Imagine a wheat thin with, <laughs> with some cheese and a little bit of, of bacon on it. And there's your Emo's pizza. My, uh, my go-to pizza at Ohio State, they shut down because of Corona. They just couldn't stay open. It's a real bummer. They're, they had the greatest name ever, too, Catfish Biffs. I mean, that's unbelievable. What a name. Right across the street from my freshman year dorm, legendary spot, and they're just shut down. It's kind of a bummer. R.I.P. Coach, Coach Patricia's probably had himself a, a fair share of Detroit pizza. I'd, I'd say that's, that's for sure. My, my next question is about, is about Coach. How much do you interact with him versus, you know, the special teams, positional coaches, and, and, and all that? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, the special teams coach is, like, my guy. Like, I talk to him every day. We have meetings every day. Um, but surprisingly, like, Coach Patricia is, uh, like, a big special teams guy. I've never really had a, a head coach that, like, talked to me about punting before and, like, the technique and, like, what I'm thinking. But, like, he is so involved in everything we do that, like, he watches, like, punting film and he'll have questions for me about, like, what I'm doing. And uh, he'll give me, like, a tip on, like, if I'm doing something he – thinks I can get better at like he'll give me tips on it so he uh he's a really good like special teams head coach it's been fun to play for him so when he gives you a tip about punting um yeah you're the punting specialist and and he knows a lot about football but probably not a ton about punting specifically no but that, that's what I'm saying that's the most surprising part is like he does he knows about special teams and he knows about kicking like it's really actually pretty impressive like he'll, he'll, he he's told me yeah. stuff before that I've been like yeah that totally makes sense that's that's my bad. I didn't mean to take shots at, at Coach Patricia. He, he knows yeah. definitely knows more about punting than I do. Even though hang time, stop, you know, snap to hold. I know that. Yeah, you know, you know all about the rugby punt too. Huh? <laughs> I know all about the rugby punt. Does yeah. uh, does Calvin Johnson ever come hang around? No, I've never uh, never met Calvin Johnson. At least not yet. So when when you were when you were growing up, and it's funny for me to say when you were growing up because we're all the same age. When we were growing up, mm -hmm. did you have punters that you looked up to, or did you still like love, you know, like the wide receivers, running backs, linebackers? No, like I was a, a football fan since I was a kid, and like I didn't know I was going to be a punter when I was a little kid. Like I didn't punt at all when I was until I was really in high school. So, man, like I was a Rams fan. It was tough, but. I love Steven Jackson. When I got a little bit older, I liked Janoris Jenkins. I thought he was freaking awesome. Um, but uh, when I got to high school, I think I was a sophomore, the Rams got Johnny Hecker. And uh, he played quarterback in high school. I played quarterback in high school. Um, he, like, threw the ball a lot in the games. Like, they ran fakes and stuff. And he was a really good punter. So, like, right when I was getting into punting, they got Johnny Hecker, and I started watching him. And he turned into my favorite player. So, I was probably, like, 16, but. Um, not really growing up, but, um, yeah, Johnny Hecker was my guy. Are you the emergency, uh, quarterback? That's a good question. I don't think yet. Hopefully one day. I, if, if, uh, hopefully it never happens, but if Stafford ever gets hurt, I'm going to start warming up on the sideline just to show people <laughs> I'm ready. If you, oh, if Stafford ever gets hurt, but if you, <laughs> if you are, if you ever throw a touchdown, especially this season, because that'll be because of the drive the lane bump. But if you if you throw a touchdown, you got to do some cool celebration that's like a shout out to us because we're kind of speaking it in, into existence. So maybe just throw up like a some signal that we'll know is about us, but you could also make it seem cool. Like maybe like pretend like you're eating like a wheat thin cracker, and it could be like a shout out to like Lewis. But like, yeah, yeah, I like that. I'll, I'll eat some Emo's pizza. You guys will know what I'm doing. Nobody else will have any idea. I'll probably look like an idiot, but he could run um, around. He could run around with his arms going crazy, fist pumping, and we'll be like, "Yep, that's the, that's drive the lane." It wouldn't be that crazy for a punter who was a quarterback in high school to throw a fake punt. You know, we saw Drew Christman do it last year. Like, it would not be that crazy for for you to do that in a game. Yeah, uh, if you guys could uh, just tell the coaches, that'd be awesome. Yeah, you're being I, – I like what you're doing here because clearly every team's got a fake punt package. You just can't – can't, why would you share that you have it? That's smart. We have a lot of NFL teams that listen to this podcast. It's very smart. <laughs> Jack, I only have a, a couple more questions for you. This has been very fun. Last question from me. 
What's the best story that you are allowed to tell us? The best story. <laughs> um, That's an easy question. Um, I don't know if this is like the best one, but this is like the first thing that comes to mind. Like my first day when I got to the Lions last year, um, I was sitting in my locker. Like I got there really early just because I didn't know what was going on. didn't want to be late. So I was like one of the first people in there. Um, I sit in my locker. I was like, I looked over, like, obviously, Matt Prater's our kicker. So, like, I started looking him up. I, like, searched him on Wikipedia. And I was reading through his Wikipedia. And all of a sudden, I look over, and he's right behind me. And he's, like, and, uh, he's like on the phone with his wife, like, FaceTime his wife. And he, he, she, he was, like, walking over to, like, introduce me to her. And he's like, hey, Jack's looking me up on, uh, on Wikipedia. How freaking weird is that? And uh, then he just walked away. So I felt like a huge asshole within, like, the first, like, 10 minutes of being on the Lions. But uh, he, he's really cool, and he ended up being nice about it. So I don't know if that's the best story I got, but that's something. No, that's good. That's good. That's great. I think I'd much rather him say, like, oh, that's really weird, like, on the phone with his wife and walk away than if he, had, if he didn't mention it at all. Then he'd actually think it was really weird, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's, that's hilarious. Um, my last question for you, and I'm sure Zolden has a hundred more about Emo's Pizza and stuff, but um, my last question is is obviously about the concept, the, the ideology that is for the brand. Um, you know, I'm sure you, I'm sure you know uh, what Pat McAfee's got going on. Have you ever had any contact with him? Do you worship him? I wonder what, what, how kickers feel about um, him and what he's got going on. Yeah, man, Pat's the Pat's the freaking man. He uh, he absolutely puts like kickers and punters on the map. Like people that don't even like know anything about kicking and punting. You guys like love watching his stuff on Twitter. Um, I've never met him, but he just followed me on Twitter uh, like a week ago. So hopefully I meet him at some point. But that was definitely a pretty cool milestone. Like obviously I, I haven't quite made it yet, but like Pat Max has been following you on Twitter like a step. Yeah, I mean. If- if you us, we'd say we made it. So that, that, that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Jack, I just thought of one last question before we let you go. So we're, we're kind of an Ohio State podcast. So by kind of, I mean, we're, we're very much an Ohio State podcast. So my last question for you, Jeff Okuda, what's he like? Have you hung out with him at all from a player standpoint? What do you think of him? Would love to hear it. Yeah, man, he's a stud. I mean, he's like – cool as a cucumber like he uh which is like a really uncool thing to say so i'm sure he's never said that <laughs> but, uh, he uh he's the man like uh i i really got not a whole lot else to say but just like super athletic like a lot bigger than like most corners like he's like a specimen out there and uh he made a real good play a couple weeks ago made an interception against the cardinals almost ran it back i was giving giving him some trouble that he didn't run all the way back but um, I'm sure he'll have plenty of pick sixes in his career. So yeah, he's a stud. Joey, I think we gotta we gotta ask Jack what we ask everyone. Yeah, Jack. Uh, we we ask like Andrew said. We ask we give everyone the floor at the end of the interview, and it's not to it's not to roll out the red carpet for you. It's not it's for us. Um, so we'll give you we'll give you some time to ask any questions that you have been dying to ask us, and we'd be happy to answer them. Oh, shoot, man. Um, all right, this one's for Andrew. Drew Locke or Chase Daniel? Ooh, right now or all time at Mizzou? Just any way you want to answer it, buddy. That's 
that's right. well done. Drew Locke is is like my quarterback. Like when I when I have kids and they're like, "Who was the quarterback when you were in college?" I'm gonna get to say that Drew Locke was a four year starter. So I got to go with Drew Locke. That's disappointing, man. You're from you're from fucking Ohio though, so <laughs> I uh, I expect nothing less. Hey, one more thing. This is kind of more of my uh, like welcome to the NFL moment. Like I grew up a huge Chase Daniel fan. Like I have his like Sports Illustrated cover on my wall in my room since I was like 12 years old. And in our first game, his locker was right next to mine. So I took a little picture of, like, our jerseys next to each other. I didn't tell him about it, but it was pretty cool. So Did he, did he catch uh, you Prater caught you? No, thank God. He's <laughs> FaceTiming his wife. He's like, this dude is taking a picture of our jersey right now. What an asshole. Yeah, I, I, I should have put his jersey on my pads and walked around in it just to, uh, <laughs> just to do it. Oh. Maybe next time. That's funny. All right, Jack, this has been a blast. Uh, also, that's a little pun, like blast, keep blasting your puns to space. Um, we, we, we are happy, we're, we loved having you on. Anytime you want to come back on, feel free. If you want to be in the locker room and be like, hey, AP, you know, like come on this podcast. Like we totally would be okay <laughs> with that too. But, but you're our guy. And now that you've come on the show, we will be tweeting your punts every week because that's kind of <laughs> how it works. So. If you, if you go on Twitter, you will see uh, the Drive the Lane account retweet. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Thanks for having me, guys. It was a lot of fun. We got to kick it again sometime. Of course, dude. I, when, I'm, when we're in Detroit, we'll hit you up. There you go. Oh, kick it again. You guys are ridiculous. <laughs> All right. See you, dude. All right. All right. No, no, no. My turn. All right. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed that interview with Jack Fox. I think that brings us back to our drive the lane roots of great dudes who maybe don't have the notoriety that they deserve, right, in terms of their sport, but they are studs. And so it was a blast talking to him. Absolutely will be on again. We're definitely, when the world is normal, we're going to go create some fun content for you guys where, like, we're catching his punts and stuff like that. Like, we have to do that. So hope you enjoyed that, but we – People forget that it's still basketball season. The, the NBA is still going on, and we would be dumb to not mention what's going on in the NBA Finals right now. Most notably, what seemed to be a dead series has been re- revived. Um, the, the Heat, it still is probably a dead series, but um, the Heat stole game three without two of their starters, their best players, whatever. And the craziest thing happened when the game ended. Heat are dribbling out the clock. The game is is over obviously and the king lebron james as when they were drilling out the ball left the court with 10 seconds left and was in the locker room when the buzzer sounded um andrew we do not agree on the lebron versus jordan debate but this is not this doesn't matter what are your thoughts on the king year 17 strive for greatness leaving the court um early very, very, I mean, pretty, very early, honestly. I think it's a little blown out of proportion. I remember Anthony Davis did that. Like other players have done it at the end of the at, at like the end of the first half, you know. And we see it in football all the time. A little less frequently in basketball because it's like clear when you get up and walk away. Um, I think it's a little overblown. Don't love it from LeBron, but I don't think it's a huge deal and I'll say it because of this first being 
it's a series, okay? And we saw, like, when the Pistons did that to the Bulls when the series was over, like, that was that's bad. a different level. That's a right. that, that sportsmanship, that's soft, that's yeah. I think, a whole different level. What, what's weird about playoffs and series is unless it's a closeout game, you don't talk and, like, dap up and, like, communicate with the players after right. the game. So – if this is a regular season game, LeBron is probably like going up and whispering something to Jimmy Butler. If Jimmy's allowing that, because he's such a competitor that he might like be like, get the hell away from me or whatever that is. But the stakes also aren't as high in a regular season game. So like 40 point triple double in the regular season's happened a thousand times. Yeah. I don't love it from LeBron. I think it's blown a little bit out of proportion. We, we posted something about it on Twitter and funny enough was someone responded and reminded me of like a rec game where I did the same thing. And what the story was like, I think I had a ton of points and we were losing and I was pissed off. And like, we fouled, we fouled with like 30 seconds left down 10. And I was like, what? I was like, we're, why are we fouled? Like, we're not going to score 10 points in, in 30 seconds. And I told like the 19 year old scorekeeper, I was like, that's it. I was like, that's the game. The game is over. We don't need to shoot the free throws. Like, that's it. That's the game. We forfeit. And I remember the one guy in the team that tagged me in the post was, like, really pissed. And I was like, dude, I'm like, it's a – this is, like, what's funny about it is, like, it's a rec league game. We were down 10. The game was over. It's not a big deal. So I get if that upset people, oh, boy, was LeBron going to upset people. So let me give you the other side of the argument. It is, in my opinion, it is a – it's a very bad look. Is it a blown over proportion? Absolutely, but it's a bad look. And I think we agree on that, that it's not a good look. Um, but my thoughts are a few things. Number one, this concept of leadership. Um, I mean, like, it, obviously LeBron is a fantastic leader and people love him for his leadership, and that's not to be denied. But the message of walking off the court and giving up is not good. You know, if if they were up, if they were down, whatever. Like, it's just – I just can't imagine me in college walking off the court and not dapping up my teammates, win or lose. You know, like, that's just what you do. It's like – but at the same time, they've been living together in this bubble and they see each other 24-7 where the conversations are ongoing. It's like, bro, we'll get the next one. Like, like he is having the conversations in the locker room as soon as they get in there. But it's just – I, I just have a hard time with if I was a Lakers fan, a LeBron fan, seeing him in the locker room before the game ends. Like, that's just crazy to think about, right? I don't care if they are down by a, a hundred. It's just bizarre that you're not the guy, as guys walk off, being the last guy to leave the court because you're high-fiving everyone and being like, hey, good shit. We lost, but good shit. Like, you know, stuff like that. So that's number one. I, that's the number one reason why I don't think it's a great look. Like, people who say, like, oh, my kids were watching LeBron and he did that. Like, that's where it gets too blown out of proportion. But in the grand scheme of sports, like, if your leader is giving up, quote-unquote, basically, as he walks in after the game, like, that's just not a good look. Um, number two. Well, I got, I got to say something real quick. Yeah, yeah. I think there is a clear differential in being like, all right, this game we lost. Like, he's not, like, giving up on the, on the series. Up on the series. Right. He knew the game was over. It's just like – it's not like poor sportsmanship, but it's like, bro, like high five your teammates as they come off or like something, something, something. It's just so bizarre to see that it's different in the NBA. I get it. It's just really weird for me to see 
someone lose a like in the NBA finals. Like I get it. Like he's the ultimate competitor. He's trying to get his mind straight. He doesn't care what other people think like me. He does not give a shit about what I'm saying, but I'm in my perspective, I w it would be hard for me to lose a game and selfishly sulk without talking to my teammates. Granted, he probably talked to his teammates the minute they got in the locker room. You know, that's so what I, that's what I was going to say. It's like with all those situations, I'll let you keep going, obviously, but with all those situations, like he could have did some crazy, amazing speeches in the locker room, just like on the reverse end, like on the court for the cameras, there could be a guy hugging his teammates. And then 100%. he gets in the locker room and he's like, you fucking sucked. You suck. You suck. Or he just puts on his headphones and looks at his phone to see how great he did. Yeah, totally. Keep going, and I'm going to mute myself so I don't interrupt. Yeah. Um, thank you. The presidential debate should do that. Um, but the last thing I'll say, and this is just so – it's just so ridiculous that we're talking about it, but it's, it's worthy news in, in our worlds. Um, I mean, Zolan's a, a huge LeBron fan. I'm, I'm not the biggest LeBron fan, obviously, but I respect his greatness, and I say that all the time. Um, the fact that he was outplayed in every single facet of the game, offense, defense, leadership, team, win-loss, whatever, by Jimmy Butler – just doubles down on the fact that he like uh, that's 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 probably the I, it's just crazy to me that he just dipped because he got outplayed and there was no like he just got outplayed for the first time ever in the playoffs NBA finals whatever every he was just outplayed outmanned just outplayed and it just that, that's the only rationale that I have that it kind of looked a little soft and soft gets thrown around LeBron is not soft he's not soft but that's where it just the, the softness comes into play is that it, not only did he lose, like he, he played fine, but he was outplayed. Right. So um, the last thing I'll leave you, and this is part of my cons conspiracy and you should probably agree with me. Um, they lost that game on purpose because AD was in foul trouble. And that way LeBron gets the finals MVP. And um, also they're going to, they're going to win the next two games and win the championship. Well, this is going to come out after the game, so we'll we'll hopefully hear. Um, we've tried not to do a whole lot of NBA Finals talk because the games are so quick and there's yeah. usually a game. But we will have a big, you know, kind of NBA recap. Uh, we're not going to have Brunson on for the ninth time, but maybe we'll find a, an NBA-related guest for the NBA yeah. wrap-up. I, I agree with you. Shouldn't have done it. Looks Looks bad, but – I'm not even saying you're doing this, but there are people that are like blowing it a little bit out of proportion. I agree. We totally, we agree on everything except for, I think it's a little bit of a bigger deal than you, but I, we are both at the level that I don't like if talk radio was talking about it, I'd be like, why are they wasting time? What if he walked off the court when the, when the clock expired and didn't high five his own teammates and stuff? That's that happens every game. I don't, it, the fact that not only he left, but Kuzma followed him. Like, like that's not a good look. Like Kuzma, had his jersey off before the buzzer sounded. Like LeBron walking out of the fuck. I yeah. Kuzma's a different story. Kuzma though. probably like, needed to tweet or DM a model or, or play some well, video. First of all, my girlfriend. Second of all, he did you see his quote about how he doesn't care about people on Twitter? I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kuzma, I've never seen someone shoot as much as he does for the role he has. It's crazy. But anyway. That's enough about the NBA Finals. This was really about Jack Fox and having the most underrated name in the history of names. So we hope you enjoyed the show. Um, Josh Schaffner, let us know what your opinions are on this whole LeBron debacle. Um, Joey, probably I'm, won't be I'm tweeting right now, in all caps, the best player in the NFL 
and I'm going to put in quotes at their position joins the show tomorrow. I love that. That's a good call. It's a good call. You live, you live guys, you're seeing this. And, and he just followed me on Twitter. So another live um, Twitter thing. So there you go. He, I love that he's a professional athlete with no followers and like, like it's just, that would just not be me. That's all. It just wouldn't be me. He is the perfect, he could, he could carry on the specialist throne. Like that's just what they do. So we'll, we're helping him out though. You'll hear, you, you heard about it in the interview. We're, we're helping him out. All right. I just put the eyes emoji. Buckle up, drive the lane, manscaped.com, OSU 20 for 20% off. Anything else, Joe? I got nothing for you guys. Well, you got one thing. Well, you're supposed to say buckle up and drive the lane, bro. Buckle up and drive the lane. Go Buckeyes.